Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Today on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. Mayor Adams hints at racism and possible legal action against southern states over the migrant crisis. I don't know if it's black mayors or if it's just going to uh, northern cities, but something is wrong. I'm Marla Diamond at City Hall. Recent rain, not enough. Water emergency in Norwalk. I'm Sean Adams. Comic-Con is here for the next four days, which explains all the costume characters that are not asking for money. (laughs) We'll hear why the governor of New Jersey is asking President Biden to slam the brakes on congestion pricing. You think these times are stressful now? In today's 88 Seconds in Sound, the nuclear news that had Americans building bomb shelters and schools teaching duck and cover. It's Thursday. It's October 6th. Good morning. I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning. I'm Paul Bernane. Sunny, mild today with a high around 70 to 75. We're finally drying out a little bit. Putting migrants in tents is more than just a bad look for New York City. Mayor Adams says it's bad for the New York City economy, too, which is why he's taking some legal action, at least talking about legal action. He says things are fragile enough as they are. Marla Diamond is uh, at City Hall this morning. Marla, good morning. What did the mayor tell New York One about this? Uh, Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, Paul. That the ongoing influx of asylum seekers is threatening New York's comeback from the COVID pandemic. In his first wide-ranging interview on New York One, Adams suggested racism may be behind the Republican governor's decisions to bust them to cities with black mayors. I don't know if it's black mayors or if it's just going to uh, northern cities, but something is wrong. I, I mean, we have uh, thousands of cities in this country. Why are we specifically targeting uh, Washington, Chicago and New York? Uh, There's something wrong with that. The mayor says his legal team is reviewing every avenue to ensure that we protect every New Yorker in what he calls an assault on the city. Wayne and Paul. Marla, we understand the city council was again focusing on using hotels as shelters. Yeah, they they are. A letter from Council Speaker Adrian Adams yesterday suggested moving the migrants out of tents on Randall's Island to 10 large-scale hotels, including the Gramercy Park Hotel, which is set to permanently close. Mayor said he's open to hearing the city council's ideas, but he hadn't seen this specific proposal yet. Several council members are not satisfied with the mayor's decision to move the tents from Orchard Beach in the Bronx to Randall's Island, saying it is also subject to flooding and harsh winter weather and has little access to public transportation. Marta, thank you. The Taxi and Limousine Commission in New York City is going to hear feedback today on raising fares for yellow cabs by 23%. This would not affect Uber or Lyft. 
just the taxis. If the TLC votes yes, riders would pay a base fare of three bucks, up from two fifty. The rush hour surcharge would go from one dollar to two fifty. The flat fare to Kennedy would go from the current $52 to 65 The Taxi Drivers Alliance says that there hasn't been a fare increase in 10 years and drivers are suffering. The reality is right now, drivers are having to choose between paying for gasoline or paying for groceries. Taxi Workers Alliance head Bayra V. Desai. What about Uber and Lyft drivers? The TLC will be voting and looking later at separate plans for them. With water, water everywhere, Norwalk is entering a water emergency tomorrow because the supply is still too low. Yeah, not just Norwalk. Sean Adams reported yesterday on water worries in Rockland. Today he's in Norwalk. Sean, good morning. What does this emergency there mean? Well, a water emergency in Norwalk means mandatory restrictions. The reservoir levels historically low, 40%. It hasn't been that dire in half a century. It was uh, so arid this summer. The recent drenching that we just saw, it really didn't make up uh, much of the deficit. So starting tomorrow, until further notice in Norwalk, turn off your lawn sprinkler, roll up your hose, put it away. Plants for sale, they can still be watered, and so can new seasonal plantings. Uh, But at home, you cannot wash your car. The driveway, the porch, the patio, the siding, car washes can still operate. Norwalk is in a precarious situation. Fines could hit 90 bucks per day per violation. Paul, Wayne? And Sean, what are people in Rockland County being asked to do? Yeah, we, uh, I was in Rockland yesterday, I mean, and it really poured, and so the fear is that people would see all the rain and say, oh, we're out of the woods. No, that's not the case. The message is you have to keep conserving water. Uh, no mandatory restrictions there, uh, but people are asked to do this on a voluntary basis. And, uh, you know, when you look at the, the reservoir there, Lake DeForest, it looks fine, and it is. The problem, there are wells in the Ramapo Valley. They have been uh, severely depleted, and the aquifer needs time to replenish. Let's go to the Weather Center. Craig Allen is here. And, Craig, I got poured on last night, walked outside a half an hour later, and I could see stars in the sky. That's right. And finally, finally, this time, once and for all, it has cleared for several days. There's no more rain in the forecast. So becoming mostly sunny today. If anybody still has some cloudiness left over, especially south and east of the city this morning, once the sun comes up, we will see it uh, clear and 70 to 75. That's all you need is a little sunshine. Get us back up to about 70 to 75. Tonight's low will be in the upper 50s in the city, near 50 in the suburbs. And tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy, still 70 to 75. But those clouds represent a cold front coming through. A uh, 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 Kind of a sharp drop for Saturday, 55 to 60 with a mix of clouds and sun, but it will start to recover on Sunday, back up to 60 to 65. 53 right now, humidity 89%. All right, and if you see people wandering around in costumes in Manhattan the next couple of days, here's why. Comic-Con returns to the Javits today through Sunday. It's four days when 200,000 people dress as fantasy characters because... Why not? It's fun. Inside, DC Comics will celebrate the 30th anniversary of Harley Quinn. The anti-hero from Batman and Suicide Squad, Marvel, will highlight Spider-Man and Black Panther. COVID masks will be required at all times indoors this year, though fans won't need to present any proof of vaccination. Turned on the TV this morning, I saw someone in a pink wig and a beard, and I thought, I hope it's Comic-Con. It could just be another day in New York. (laughs) could be just that.
Getting to Comic-Con or anybody, any place else south of 60th Street would cost more by car when they finally put congestion pricing into effect. If they ever do, New Jersey's full-court press to stop it now includes Governor Phil Murphy asking President Joe Biden to block congestion pricing until a full study can be done on the environmental impact. Governor Murphy says people are being forced into their cars because for years the feds have dragged their feet on building better rail access. Thanks to a lot of inaction, we don't have the assets that allow the commuter the reasonable choice. The governor says he's not against the idea of congestion pricing, but says it cannot be done at the expense of New Jersey commuters. A man being held for the deadly slashing of an L-train rider in Brooklyn was arrested two summers ago for attempted murder. Sources tell NBC New York it, he was let go after that attack. It's unclear why. Alvin Charles faces a murder charge for the September 30th knife attack at the Atlantic Avenue station in East New York. He was taken away in handcuffs last night and he blew a kiss to the cameras on the way. Tommy Bailey, a 43-year-old steam fitter and a father of three, was stabbed in the neck and died. It's unclear what led to the attack, but the victim's longtime friend says Bailey was the kind of guy to stick up for others. It's the Morning News Roundup. I'm Wayne Kaplan. And I'm Paul Murdane. Three things to know on this Thursday. First, more about the Georgia Senate seat that is key to Republicans taking control of the Republican of the Senate, that is. Republican candidate Herschel Walker reportedly received another half a million dollars in donations since going on Fox News to deny paying for an ex-girlfriend's abortion. Number two, an American tourist angry he couldn't get an audience with the Pope. Smashed two statues at the Vatican yesterday. Two ancient sculptures were taken to the in-house workshop so the damage could be assessed. One bust lost its nose. Third thing, reports of bears entering homes in Connecticut have gone from four ten years ago to 45 in 2020 to 65 this year so far. A state wildlife director explains to NBC Connecticut that a lot of bears are starting to become more comfortable around people. You think times are stressful now. You don't have to go that far back to remember the fear that Americans shared for a very long time. It's our WCBS News Radio 88 Seconds in Sound for October 6th. First, you duck, and then you cover. America's Cold War kids came of age scared to death on this date, when in 1951 the Soviet Union said it too had the atomic bomb. And on this date in 61, President Kennedy actually urged Americans to build fallout shelters in case of nuclear attack. In our classrooms, kids were made to sit and watch this government film. This is an official civil defense film produced in cooperation with the Federal Civil Defense Administration. There was a turtle by the name of Bert, and Bert the turtle was very alert. He did what we all must learn to do. Yuck! And cover! You and I don't have shells to crawl into like Bert the turtle, so we have to cover up in our own way. First, you duck, and then you cover. And very tightly, you cover the back of your neck and your face. Duck and cover underneath a table or desk or anything else close by. Hollywood came of age on this date when at the movies, the new film The Jazz Singer opened the usual way as a silent film. But then the written dialogue faded and Al Jolson ad-libbed these prophetic words, the first spoken words in 1927. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. In 2020, just hours after Governor Cuomo told Orthodox Jewish leaders he would reinstate restrictions on houses of worship. It's out of respect and it's out of love. And it's because I want to protect them. Protesters lit masks on fire in the streets of Borough Park. Welcome 
to our country, our new friend. The first pope to visit the White House was John Paul II, received by President Jimmy Carter on this date in 1979. Speaking of which, Faith was Billboard's Song of the Year, released by George Michael on this date in 1987. This is October 6th. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.